1: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: What's going down?
3: Hey everybody and welcome to our brand new episode of What's Going Down here on itrwrestling.com wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Kenny McIntosh, and I'm joined as always by Finley, Martin and Finn. The dedication we have to our audience is that I need to go to the airport in just under three hours but we are here to try and give people as up-to-date content as we can before I go.
2: Indeed that's right and if you're wondering why we sound different it's because we're recording at 9.03 in the morning. <laughs> That's why we both sound like we've just smoked twenty wood binds. You might have to ask your granddad, what wood are. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I I specifically
3: woke up about forty five minutes ago, so that I would sound as awake as possible for this. Well, say, it hasn't worked. Hasn't worked. Well, I I even had some breakfast. I like tried. I you know, I remember I used to work in TV for a while, and I used to and and I would. I have to do these 6 a.m. starts. And I tried so many different things to, to be alert at that time in the morning. And I just couldn't do it. There was yeah. just nothing.
2: Yeah, I've never really been a morning person. I mean, as a, as a kid, I had a paper round for many years. I mean, it's just like, why? You know, it's just <laughs> like, why? I've, I mean, I'd just like to apologise to everyone out there who I used to deliver newspapers to. Because they always <laughs> arrive late. Hey, Kenny, something else that I need to apologise for. Uh Last month was our 5th anniversary podcasting and we did not acknowledge it We didn't, you know, we should do do something, we should do like a
3: little kind of bonus podcast at some point, we look back on our 5 years so far and all that jazz, we should do that when I get back That would be nice, that would be nice to, to, you know, commemorate it Um, but it just shows you how much goes on in wrestling that we don't even get a chance to, to talk about stuff like that because every week there seems to be loads of stuff, so um Obviously, Raw was last night. I have not seen it yet, so um, and I'm, I'm sure you probably not see it either unless oh. you were up crazy early. Um, so we'll just kind of focus on this shorter. What's going down? On what's been going on? What was going on last week in AEW? What went on on SmackDown? Um, so I want to ask you first, but obviously last Wednesday on Dynamite we ended up seeing the AEW debut of Will Osprey. Yes, who came out with the Aussie Open. We obviously saw Tanahashi a couple of weeks ago. We saw Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan. So we've basically seen all these names, you know, New Japan names coming in. And I wanted to ask you, because you're more up to date on New Japan than I ever will be in my lifetime. Um, how are they doing, do you think? What is the, the vibe that you're getting from the kind of online feedback of how the Forbidden Door build is going?
2: Well, I don't think it's going very well. I mean, they brought in David Finlay last week. He was a real talent. I mean, he's more of a, you know, mid-level player. Um, And he's done a lot of stuff in impact wrestling as well. And he lost to Adam Page. I mean, what, what was achieved by that? I mean, Adam Page didn't really need the win. They could have just put him in the Battle Royal. I mean, I don't know why it wasn't Adam Page and Wardlow fighting out at the end of that Battle Royal. And then one of them would, you know, go on, well, I guess then somebody would have to face John Moxley, right? And they didn't want to present that match, but it would have been certainly more appealing than what they did give us. That being John Moxley versus Kyle O'Reilly, and you know, had Wardlaw Allen Page been involved, it would have felt like this interim AEW World Champion, you know, really mattered to everyone and was a big deal. I mean, I think it's going to be quite a few months, isn't it, before CM Punk returns?
3: Yeah, apparently there was, uh, according to reports, So, I mean, they've said it's a lower leg injury, but it appears to be a, a foot injury. And they, yeah. found, and they found more issues than they thought were going to be there. So it could be out until the end of the year,
2: potentially. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, it's like, get all your big guns in there to make this interim championship feel like it matters because whomever holds it may hold it for four, five, six months. Um, but yeah, Dave Finlay and Adam Page. I mean, David Finlay rather and Adam Page. Finley's a real talent, and I just have no idea why he was beaten by Page. Will Osprey, as you said, he did. He was involved in an angle with um, Trent Beretta and FTR, and then they lost on Rampage, didn't they? They lost a the six-man match.
3: Yeah, we should. Osprey wasn't pinned in it, but he was on the the losing end of a team, which kind of. I mean. Because to me, as someone who's not, a, you know, I don't know a lot about New Japan, I know that Osprey is one of the, the bigger stars they have.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So you,
3: you, I mean, why is he not winning a singles match against exactly. like a mid card guy or something? Building him up. I mean, he's,
2: Trent Barretta, for God's sake. I mean, he's, he's never going to be anything more than this. He's like a good hand, you know, he's really proficient in the ring, but he's never going to be a star. This is, a, I mean, he's gone as far as he's going to go in this company. He's there to pull the people over. You know, he's there to fill in the blanks. He's there to help people who are a little bit green. You know, he should be working with, you know, the likes of Hook and people like that in future to really ready them for stardom. And certainly, um, Will Ospreay should not have been on the losing team of his first match in AEW. So I believe now it's going to be, I mean, the interim title is going to be decided at Forbidden Door. So... I think it's going to be John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's what it looks like it's going to be, doesn't. Well it?
3: I think I think it is that now because Tanahashi did win the match in Japan.
2: Okay, right, yeah, so, that yeah. was at the was it the Dominion event I think it was. Yes,
3: yes, yeah, so he so he did he face Ghetto? is that who is, is it is it Hiroki
2: Goto I think he was. Goto,
3: Goto, yeah. So he faced Goto and he, he I mean cuz I I saw a lot of people kind of going Goto Going through over Tanahashi would be akin to like Elias being in the position. I was like, oh fuck, that's uh that's not a, not a great great endorsement. But um, yeah, I mean Tanahashi and uh, Mox is a big match. I, yeah, that feel
2: that that is the most exciting match on the card so far, as far as I can work out. I mean, we had on Dynamite after Adam Page had beaten David Finlay, and by the way, did you see that bump that Finlay took when the back of his head hit the guardrail? With the
3: Yeah, that was I rough. mean, that
2: was a rough match, that. I mean, a rough match between Page and Finlay. And Page slammed into Finley with a tope at ringside, and Finley's back of Finley's head smashed into the guardrail. I, was, I thought, just stop the match. And they kept going, and Page won. And then afterwards, Adam Cole had been on commentary, and Page had said that he wanted to face a carder, right, at the Forbidden Door event.
3: Yeah, because at that point he said, I want to I want to challenge the IWGP world title. Mm. And at that point, Okada was the champion. And you would, I mean, you, know, you you know you may you may be able to combat this a little bit more, but like, I mean, Okada, Okada seems like absolutely the person who should be the IWGP champion heading into Forbidden Door, but they've put it on Jay White. Okay. Um so now it's so now it's looking like, and I dread to put this into the ether that we're going to get Hangman Adam Page, Adam Cole, and Jay White in a triple threat, which just feels... I mean, it's my nightmare, but <laughs> um, <you know. laughs> I don't know if I'm alone on that island. I, I mean, mean,
2: so, I mean, is Okada even resting on the show now? He's got to be.
3: I mean, you can't, they can't do this without Okada, surely to God.
2: But it's like, so he lost the belt at Dominion, right? Yes, so I'm sorry, I've just been, my head's been in the magazine. And so, yeah, so is no longer champ. And since he is renowned as being the undisputed top star of New Japan Pro Wrestling and has been for some years, you do wonder why they've taken the belt off him just before this Forbidden Door event. I mean, because he does rather, you know, sap his aura, you know, his luster. mm mm-hmm. You know, the the fact that he's lost the belt to Jay White, who hasn't really made a strong impression in AEW in the matches and appearances that he's made so far. How how is Jay White done on Impact? I'm curious. Well, I mean, he's a really talented guy. I mean, he's, I mean, he's really good. Um, but I mean, to me, he's not particularly charismatic. He doesn't have huge star presence in America anyway, on American promotions. I know he has more of a presence in New Japan because he's got more of a pedigree there. So people view him differently to how fans in Impact have and fans in AEW usually do. I mean, I suppose when he comes out with the belt, I think people will view him slightly differently and it will be a leg up for him. I think he will be viewed, um, I mean, this is the guy that's toppled Okada. So, I mean, that does mean something. But I mean, to me, he's he doesn't really have that sort of dynamic sort of, you know, world champion sort of vibe. He doesn't admit it, not to me. And you're right. If it's going to be Jay White versus I mean, Adam Cole and Adam Page, you know, Cole saying to Adam Page, you don't deserve to challenge your carder. You know, I do. It's like we've just seen Adam Cole and Adam Page It went on and on. It was, like, ugh, deleterious for both of them. It just wasn't helpful for either man's career. And now we're revisiting it again already. I mean, it doesn't feel like there's much of much demand for this, much of an appetite for this match. And with Jay White in there, I mean, it can be a good match. I think it can succeed on the night. But as far as really having, you know, broad appeal as a, as a pay-per-view draw or something to get people such as yourself, Kenny, who's not a New Japan fan, excited. Well, you know, your mood, your tone says it all, doesn't it? <laughs>
3: well, I mean, because I I actually am, you know, I'm willing this to succeed, and I really do want it to be good, and I want to enjoy it. I guess the problem is, is that we came off a of Double or Nothing where there is so much stuff. You know, there's the MJF stuff, there's Wardlow and his Ascension, there's Punk as the champion, and then obviously Injury. And then it's like they had four weeks to kind of introduce all these New Japan people. But this is after we've had two or three months of kind of introducing all the ROH stuff into AEW. And I feel like for some people, it's just a case of, I, I don't need any more stuff. But like there's 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 too much stuff as it is. And when, I, I just thought the, the angle with Osprey on Dynamite last night was really good. I liked him coming out. I thought he felt like a star. And... Um, and I was, but then the rampage thing that you said, I was just kind of scratching my head going, why? Like, why would you put him in a losing team? Why not have him win some singles match and then have his team lose at Forbidden Door? That could give FTR and, you know, the charisma vacuum Trent, a, you know, a, a big win. It'd be, and, it'd, you know, it'd be nice to see FTR get a win in AEW pay-per-view. That would be nice. <laughs> um but yeah, it just feels like because to me, when, when I heard Forbidden Door was happening, I was like, right, the person I'm the most excited to see is Okada. Yeah. And we've still not seen him, and we don't know if he's going to be. I mean, I'm because then who does he? I mean, we should mention that uh, Zach Sabre Jr. at the end of Dominion did put out a challenge to Brian Danielson. So that should be very good. But I don't know who. I mean, is is there a clear opponent for Okada that maybe I'm not thinking of that's, that's NAEW? Is there someone that you think? he would do well with. But uh, I mean, also Omega's not coming back before They wonders if he's able to make a Superman-like yeah. recovery.
2: Um, I mean, maybe they should just book him against a new Japan guy. Because, I mean, no one on the AEW roster really leaps out. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the, um, the D- Dominion Sunday night, wasn't it?
3: Yeah.
2: Jay so G- G- White pinned a card in a 36-minute and 4-second match. I don't think you'd have the patience for that one, Kenny.
3: No, no, I don't, I don't think I would.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tanahashi beat Goto in just 12, 12 minutes, 40. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who on the AEW roster. I mean, you know, Punk would have been a really good choice. Or, I mean, Danielson, really? I mean, mm-hmm. if Danielson's ready to go, it should be Danielson versus Okada at Forbidden Door. There's your Maybe main event. That's the match that will save the event. Or at least make it. I think the event will still be good, but it just doesn't feel like it's been promoted very well. And it hasn't been. I mean, some of these decisions are nonsensical. I mean, just I just cannot explain it so much. Uh, so many of these matches and the results that have been foisted upon us. But to me, it needs to be Okada versus Danielson. That feels like a main event. That feels like a huge match. Um, and Zach Sabre Jr., I mean, he's a really good technical wrestler. Um, I think him and Danielson will have a tremendous match, no question. But it doesn't feel like a main event. I and mean, if it's not a main event, is the main event. And obviously, as we know, CM Punk's sidelined. So he's not going to wrestle Akada. And he was going to originally wrestle Tanahashi, wasn't he? Mm hmm. Um... Oh, so, I- I'm not sure. Um... We should I mean, also
3: mention that um, there was a, a kind of political element that, that's come out as well. That uh, Andrade and the Lucha Brothers are not going to be on Forbidden Door due to some thing to do with CMLL and AAA. They don't, they don't want them appearing on the New Japan show. To, uh, yes. So, 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 I mean, there's, there's a political element that, that. I mean, speaking of Andrade, I mean, could that guy have got more of a wet fart response as the Joker last Wednesday? (laughs) Jeez, oh. I mean, the poor, you've got to feel sorry for him.
2: I mean, right now he's probably thinking, maybe time to go back to WWE, give him a call. Charlotte, put a good word in for me, dear. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not working here. It's clearly not going to work for him in AEW. It's pretty much over. Let's well, he, be honest. He's one of these people that like there's
3: some XWB guys who come in and do really well. And there's some XWB guys who come in and they just kind of fade just into the blend background. Blend
2: into the background.
3: Yeah. And he's a
2: he is unfortunately a blend into the background kind of guy. He you know? needs a lot of support from the company, as we saw in NXT. And eventually, it took a long time, but eventually he felt like a huge deal in NXT. And he never received that on the main roster. And I just don't think he's really got those range of qualities to really, um, you know, fill the big venues. He doesn't have the personality. He doesn't have that crowd interaction. And, you know, he's, I think his English has improved. So I think if he were to go to back, to if he were to return to WWE, which I'm sure he will at some point, because I think he's still only about 32 Um You know, he's actually he looks older than he is. Um, And I think he probably will have a better run at it a second time around in WWE. But in AEW, they've tried him in so many different factions and matches and scenarios and stipulation matches and feuds that have just started and ended or far too quickly or just dragged on and really lacked direction. I just don't really see any value in him any anymore in AEW. So, so, so yeah, I mean, it's not long really till Forbidden Door week on Sunday, isn't it?
3: Yeah, week on Sunday, so we will it'll be there here before we know it. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye. And we'll, on on the Power Slam podcast, we will cover the Jeff Hardy situation, which is sad that we need to cover it again, but it is what it is. Um, let's move on to SmackDown, Finn. So SmackDown this past Friday was the the tale of trying to build. The money in the bank match, uh, and also the match where Riddle would see if he is able to get his on un- his universal title shot. Um, we opened the show with uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Uh, they ended. They ended up fighting to a double DQ. I thought it was a pretty hot match actually, and um, you know it felt like they were both they were both fighting to get into the match that could get them a- a, you know a world title again. So I thought they actually did a really good job with this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then they were complaining afterwards, weren't they? I mean, these two always really go for it. I mean, they've been long-time pals. I mean, usually that leads to, you know, better chemistry and more trust between the uh, opponents and, um, you know, this the sort of concerted effort to have a better match. And that usually is the case with Seamus and Drew. So, yeah, they had a the, the really tough match. Um, they were both complaining afterwards, weren't they? Yeah, it's about pierce. About, about the finish. So, are they going to receive another shot at it, or is that it?
3: I would assume that we're going to get a rematch this week on SmackDown, yes. and I assume Drew will will win that one. So, um, which even you know, wouldn't be the worst. I mean, now that Cody's out of the way, I would have I would have put my money on Cody as the male Money in the Bank winner. But now that he's gone, Drew's got to be one of the favourites.
2: Well, he has. That's right, and he could cash in at Clash at the Castle.
3: Yeah, he, and I'm sure he'll announce it ahead of time And, you know, make a big deal of it And, you know, like this the story kind of writes itself, you know He's been fighting yeah. for a UK pay-per-view He was world champion during COVID But there was no fans So That's it,
2: um, I mean, I don't He's never won that match, has he? When
3: he's in the bank No, he's not I think he was He Was, rum- was he not rumoured to win, like, the 2010 one or something The one that Swagger won <laughs> uh,
2: When he was IC champ Oh well, I remember he was in one of them, and every time he climbed the ladder, this is going way back in his first run when he just was not over. And each time he climbed the ladder, fans booed, and it was that <laughs> resentment heat of like, no, not you, no, we hate you, and we're entertained by you. It was, do no, not him,
3: <laughs> anyone not but him. you. <laughs> so, um...
2: I, I I second that. Uh, idea that proposal I think drew should win and uh, yeah that's the perfect um vehicle the perfect um pathway for him to challenge for the title at the big event uh, in Cardiff on September 3rd
3: and we also got Lacey Evans qualifying for the women's money in the bank
2: she's back finally they've decided she's a blue brand gal
3: yeah they couldn't quite decide where she was going what she was doing but she's back on Smackdown. And she, uh, she yeah, she beat Xia so, I So mean, it's still too early to see what, uh, she she still was a baby face here.
2: Yeah, well, but... she's going to be a baby face. That report about her potentially turning heel. I mean, what was that? That was just, I mean, there's so much stuff that comes out to fill up, you know, like to get clicks. Don't <laughs> believe some of what you read. After the whole way that she was presented, it was, you know, I mean, I know WWE has done some dumb things over the years. But I mean, everything about the Lacey Evans revamp, repackage, reintroduction was she was going to be a babyface. There was no way she was going to turn heel. It just wasn't going to happen. But you're right, the match with Zaylee. Zaylee actually played heel in the match. So it appears that she, she's in trouble now, unfortunately. Well, she's been in trouble, let's face it, since her debut. They don't really know what to do with her, clearly. Um, the match, I think, only lasted like two and a half minutes. It was really short. Too soon, it was too short to really be able to determine whether Lacey Evans has improved or not. Um, but she won with the woman's right, and yeah, she's going through, which makes sense that, you know, she wasn't, they weren't going to bring her back and then have her lose in a first match in over 14 months, were they? To Lee. To Ziya Lee, the first match since um, yeah. like February of last year, I think was the last match.
3: But the big story coming out of SmackDown, fan was, of course, that the reign of Gunter, or Gunter, I can never remember how to pronounce it, even though I see him every week, uh, to, defeated Ricochet to become the new Intercontinental Champion, which makes the possibility of the IC title being defended on pay-per-view a much more likely proposition. Um, and this was a pretty good match. You know, uh, Ricochet got some offense in, but this was this was the, the Gunter show, and he became the IC champ, much to, I'm sure, your delight.
2: Yeah, I mean, this was something that we talked about, written about in the magazine last month. I mean, it did seem like the (laughs) the logical direction for the belt. And um, yeah, I was pleased to see Gunter win. Um, I thought the match should have been allocated more minutes and I hope they will be given more minutes in a rematch, potentially at Money in the Bank. I mean, we had Ricochet was at ringside. He glared at Gunter after he lost. So it did feel like they were, you know, this wasn't the end of the story between those two. I mean, we've seen more, we've seen better from Gunter, but I thought he did well here in this WWE TV match. Obviously it's his WWE main roster. So his matches are going to be different to his matches in NXT and other companies. Uh, I thought Ricochet did really well here. He felt like a somebody. And as I've as I've said over and over, with the right character, Ricochet can be a somebody in this organization. I'm losing faith losing hope that losing hope rather that he will ever receive that character to become a somebody in this organization. But when he's given the minutes and they have a match that over something that, well, the IC title, because of its history, it does still matter. It's not worthless, but obviously, you know, its prestige has diminished during Ricochet's reign because he's done so little with it. But I think now Gunter's champ again, I think, yeah, this could be, you know, the road back to more relevance for the IC belt uh, and hopefully they'll they'll have a rematch, Gunter versus ricochet, at money in the bank, and we'll give them like fifteen minutes, and they'll tear the house down.
3: Yeah, that would be very good. Very good to see. Hopefully we we get that. Um, okay. And then the main event of the show was the Riddle Sammy Zayn match. If Riddle wins, he gets the Universal title match against. Uh, Roman Reigns or he's barred from Smackdown if he loses so um, as expected Riddle was able to get the win here in the end over Sami Zayn but Sami Zayn played a great foil to him um, and now we're going to get Reigns versus Riddle we ended up getting uh, the Usos attacking Riddle at the end um, and uh, you know Riddle ends up kind of fighting back so it's he Riddle did, and Reigns next week
2: smash that Kendall stick to smithereens didn't he on the user?
3: yeah he did <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, um, it was, I mean, I enjoyed the match. It was a TV main event. Again, the, you know, very much like with Ricochet and Gunter, they didn't give too much away, which I think is the right way to present your TV programme when you're building towards, uh, you know, a climax on pay-per-view, or oh, sorry, premium live event. Um, so, I mean, I enjoyed the match. I, I, I really liked the fact that Paul Heyman was at ringside on commentary and he'd said to <laughs> Sammy Zane beforehand, this is a big moment for you, Sammy, you know, but if you lose, there will be. He didn't even say there will be consequences, but he made it very clear to Zayn that there would be consequences if he were to lose. And the tribal chief will have to defend his championships against Riddle. And Zayn was brilliant. Great segment backstage before the match uh, between Zane and Heyman to really sell the you know, significance of this match and what it meant if Sam were to lose, which of course he did, as you said. I mean, everyone knew that this was going to be Riddle's night. But yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was done pretty much for a TV main event to set up another match. I don't think you could have really asked for more from this and had it included any more, like loads of more big moves and near falls and overindulgence and excess, it would have just been too much. And I think this just set, You know, Riddle versus Reigns up perfectly. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do on SmackDown this Friday, Kenny, because I can't imagine that there's going to be a clean finish there because they've done, they put a lot of work into building Riddle up as a singles player. And they have changed his character slightly, which they needed to do. He's much more serious now. So I don't think it's going to be the end of the Reigns and Riddle story this Friday on SmackDown. What do you think?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's cu- it is curious we're getting it on uh, SmackDown rather than that money in the bank. But, um, I, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird choice. That, I mean, Roman Reigns really does feel like he's becoming uh, a different type of Brock Lesnar. It used to be that Brock Lesnar would only wrestle in the pay-per-views. But Re- Reigns seems to be wrestling on the TVs more than he would wrestle. Because was it last year where Roman Reigns had the Hell in a Cell match with Rey Mysterio on SmackDown? Right before the pay per view, did they not do like? I'm sure they did it where it was like Roman Reigns defended his title in Hell in a Cell on TV rather than at the pay per view. Oh,
2: I don't really remember that. Let me look that up. Well,
3: but yeah, but I think I think the match will be good. I think the match will take place next week. I think that there'll be something that comes out of it, whether it's Riddle takes a, a beat down at the end. And that kind of, uh, you know, that'll set up the the Randy Orton return, I'm sure, either kind of around Money in the Bank, well, not at Money in the Bank, maybe the SmackDown after Money in the Bank, and that'll set up the SummerSlam match. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think... So you're
2: absolutely right about Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Friday night SmackDown, Universal title, Hell in a Cell, Reigns defeated Rey Mysterio on the June 18th SmackDown last year.
3: Yeah, so um, I mean, it's not the worst thing. I'd, I'd rather he was defending the title than not. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Riddle, Riddle and Reigns will be good. If, if I'm sure, Riddle would have preferred it at Money in the Bank, but it, you know, in some ways, they might get they, Hopefully, they give them a lot of time. Hopefully, they get like maybe the last half hour of the show to to have the match. Yeah, um, but yeah, it should be pretty good.
2: Yeah, um, and, and I think we're we're all we should. Both be in agreement that the whole purpose of this is to set up Reigns versus Randy Orton at Summerslam.
3: Yeah, and that's what this is going to be. I'm sure Riddle in a in a valiant loss will be beaten down by Reigns and the Usos, and that will set up the Orton match uh, coming up. So ho- hopefully Orton will be back soon because I think he is he's needed. Um, yeah, at the moment. he
2: is. But I mean also. I mean, the fact that he's not on TV and he's selling this back injury and, you know, Riddles there, you know, valiantly fighting for Randy and, you know, showing that he can do it on his own. And he's changed the character, which he needs to do or needed to do if he's going to be a future main eventer in this company, which I think he will be. So, I mean, you've got to look at the benefits as well. And it's, you know, it's the, it's the long game. You know, it's the big story. No, it's not immediate gratification, Kenny, like you and all these other young'uns want.
3: Oh, I mean, I'm just going to take the compliment that you called me young there. I'm going to ignore the insult that went along with it. Um, but uh, yeah, ho- hopefully the- hopefully, the-, the return will be worthwhile. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much SmackDown. That was the stuff that was going on. Um, once I'm back next week, we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll, we'll-, we'll have the, the big talking points from a couple of Raws to talk about and this week's SmackDown, and see what happened with Riddle and uh, Reigns in the end.
2: Yes, yes, I look forward to reviewing that.
3: But uh, yeah, we hope that you enjoy your week. We'll be back later this week with the Power Slam podcast, and then uh, we'll be back next week. I am not back till the Wednesday, so there will not be a What's Going Down, but we'll maybe do like a longer Power Slam podcast next Thursday just to get us caught up. And back. yes
2: yeah 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 i am available kenny as always
3: there you go he, he is always available for you people to get the content you desire so um yeah we will be back then but we hope you have a good week and we'll talk to you soon everybody